Well, grace to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our text for the seventh Sunday after the Epiphany is from the Old Testament book of Genesis, the 45th chapter, which we just read a few moments ago, and it'll serve as the basis for this day's meditation. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Could you imagine how it must have been for them? They had just fled starvation back home as they journeyed to Egypt, where they had heard that there was plenty of bread for the taking. And once they arrive, how do you think they felt to find that the man holding the loaf was their long-lost brother? who all of them hated and tossed aside like trash years before. There they were, now standing in his presence, powerless, and Joseph strong, invincible, and dangerous as a storm. They began to wonder, would he enact revenge, or would he be Well, gracious. Either way, no one would question his decision. His word would be obeyed. It didn't matter what he said. And his brothers were terrified. And for a moment, they may have thought that their fate was hanging in the balance. I mean, after all, They had come in desperation to the land of milk and honey. They had hoped to find plenty of bread. Instead, they found guilt for what they had done in the past. They didn't realize that the end of the story had not yet been written. They didn't realize what was going on. And they were scared. And I guess you and I could say, rightly so. They stood there in the presence of the most powerful man on earth. They wondered, would Joseph choose to dispense? Would he give them life? Would he give them death? Would he give them bread? Or would he give them revenge? What would it be? They simply just didn't know. You see, looking at our text for today, wouldn't you yourselves want to stand where Joseph stands right now, knowing God's plan for you? Through the agony of it all, like Joseph in Christ, you'll be living God's real plan for you about you, but that would be awesome. Nonetheless, there they were. Joseph was in a high ruling position in Egypt. He was no doubt one of the most powerful men in the world. He now stands in all of his splendor before his brothers, holding their well-being in his hand having the power to give life or the power to take it away. 
Can you imagine how that must have been? Their fate was in his hands. And they knew it. They were looking at him who had been clothed in the finest the world had to offer. His hands were heavy and not from work. Instead, they were heavy because of the jewels that adorned him. And on his finger was a gold signet ring, which meant he could make decisions in the Pharaoh's name. He could command the armies, sign the treaties, give life or death with just one word. The ring was a sign of his statute, a reminder of his wealth, a symbol of his power. The reason, of course, that Joseph's brothers wondered about their fate, standing there when Joseph revealed himself, guilty and desperate as they were, is because many years ago, they were mad at their brother Joseph. So frustrated that he was their father's favorite, so they decided to kill him. They tossed him into an empty pit. And while they plotted how to do what they wanted to do, they found what struck them as a better option. Instead of killing their brother, they sold Joseph into slavery. As Joseph stands before them, he recalls his life of suffering. He once worked in the home of a servant of a rich Egyptian named Potiphar. He recalls the lie that Potiphar's wife said against him. He remembers sitting in prison for a crime that he didn't commit. And he remembers the abandonments and the torture, if you will, that he received for being faithful to the Lord. He even remembers himself standing in front of Pharaoh himself, the most powerful man in the world. So what would Joseph do? Would he give them life or death? Would he give them bread or revenge? What would it be? As we see from our Old Testament text, Joseph gives them life. He gives them bread. He shows them mercy. Truth be told, it was more than mercy. It was the results of Joseph looking back on all the places he, be, he has been and realizing that all of it led to now. Joseph says, you needn't fear me. I'll take care of you, he told his brothers. What you did, you meant for evil. But God, he meant it for good. You see, Joseph said, God sent me here to preserve life, not to take it away. And the reason why it is so important to remember all of this, as Joseph remembered all of this, is because if you were to desire to stand in his shoes too, you might not recall the hardships that he experienced, the beatings that he took, the imprisonments, the scars of slavery. For Joseph, these are the marks, the cost of knowing God's plan. It's the steps taken to live God's plan. You see, here's the thing. If you wish to know, as Joseph knows, to know God's plan for you, 
to stand with him in this moment when all things make sense. And you see with him in this moment God's weird and complicated way of working on you to bring good. You need to know that only years of struggle gave him the eyes to see. In faith and with character, what God was doing. Joseph chose to wait patiently. Wait patiently for the day when God's victory would be revealed to him. That, my friends, is faith. That, my friends, is character at work. There they were, standing in front of Joseph the most powerful man on earth. That image. You might also recall another who has the word despised by his brothers. The favorite of the father who entered the pit and proclaimed in prison who had his righteous character publicly crucified along with the rest. Who chose to give life instead of death to give his bread for your hunger, and to offer mercy rather than revenge, who tips the scales in your favor by his favor. And of course, he asks nothing of you in return, except this. Love one another just as God has loved you. Forgive one another just as God has forgiven you. So today, this very day, right here and right now, you can stand in Joseph's shoes and all of his splendor knowing God will for you in and through Christ Jesus. You see, Jesus wants you to love him and to love one another and to forgive one another just as he has forgiven you. My dear friends in Christ, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how bad things get in this life, how much you may have suffered, what you may have done in the past. You do not have to be afraid anymore. Today is the day that you can hold your head up high because through the agony of it all, like Joseph in Christ, you'll be living God's real plan for you. Not one of climbing ladders towards the top, but one of lying at the bottom of the pit with great trust in your heart and a patient born from faith that God can work through whatever mess that today may bring. So rejoice and go in peace and know that the Lord loves you dearly. So what more is there to say? But then amen, so say it. And now may the peace of God, which transcends all human understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen. We will continue then with our offering.